0: new week pew, pew, on the Colleen and Bradley show thank you Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer Hi. and uh, here we are it is Monday what are you all up to I hope you're getting ready to have some fun this week uh, and you uh, I don't know that we're going to start out on the most fun topic, but it certainly is an interesting topic. Oh,
1: it's fascinating, and I guarantee that listeners are going to want to hear this conversation we're about to have regarding Ghislaine Maxwell, a name you probably haven't heard for a while, mostly because last we spoke about Ghislaine, the former bestie of one Jeffrey Epstein. She was sentenced to many years behind bars, and she is now behind bars, but for the very first time... She is talking to uh, a journalist and she is saying a lot. She is singing from uh, her perch behind bars as the caged bird sings. Okay, Not so- quite the same at all, but um, she's a caged bird and she's singing to the tune of uh, this journalist over for CBS Paramount Plus, a documentary, by the way, or let's just call it an exclusive special arriving on Paramount Plus tonight.
0: Okay, so I've seen a couple headlines from this, uh, and I'm very, very curious. First of all, I don't feel like I know Ghislaine Maxwell as a three-dimensional person. Okay. Meaning, most of my interaction with Ghislaine is what I read about her and not hearing her speak about herself yeah so this feels unique and different to me because she hasn't been doing a lot of speaking for herself throughout this process
1: yeah well and the speaking that she has done is very much saying i didn't do any of the things that i've been accused of right she uh was always a secretive person once it became clear that jeffrey epstein uh was going to be held to account for his misdeeds the misdeeds of course that she was a part of as adjudicated by An actual court of law. We know that now. So at this point, this exclusive interview that again, you'll be able to watch tonight on Paramount Plus uh, revolves around all sorts of topics. I will say just from the outset, she is she is doing a dance. I think it's clear. So I want to read a little bit. And by that, I mean, she's dancing around some things, right? She actually is in jail for sex trafficking, a minor, a bunch of other offenses serious serious charges mm-hmm. right
0: offensive offenses
1: yes um, to put it to put it mildly she did two interviews conducting face to face or conducted face to face in prison and the headline that caught my attention and what got me reading about the the special that's gonna air tonight is oh my dear Andrew I feel so bad for him says Gillaine Maxwell in first prison interview mm-hmm. I'm like oh I feel so bad for him. I follow what's happening to him. And I just thought, ooh, that seems like, okay, I just think of her as, you know, evil. Mm -hmm. She's a person who did evil things. Yes. But, you know, my gut response is like, if Ghislaine Maxwell goes there with Prince Andrew, that's saying something because Andrew's alive and well and on the other side of the bars. Right. Right? So she goes on to say... Um, he's paying such a price for the association. I consider him a dear friend. I care about him. Mm. I accept that this friendship could not survive my conviction. And, you know, she talks about a lot of other people, too. And I want to get to what we think maybe that's all about. But when it comes to Prince Andrew, what does her choosing to say anything Mm -hmm. about Prince Andrew say to you?
0: I have two distinct thoughts about that. Number one. Um, I think it is an interesting choice of words that she used to say, what did she say? It's just terrible. What's happening to him? I feel so
1: bad for him. I follow what's happening to him.
0: What's happening to him?
1: He's paying such a price for the association. I consider him a dear friend. I care about him.
0: Okay. So the choice of words that makes it sound as though. Prince Andrew is a victim and this leads to my second clear thought about this that leads to some narrative that Prince Andrew is a victim of the association with Jeffrey Epstein, not that he was a fully capable human being with decision making skills who was making decisions to be associated with this person and that some of this is brought on by those decisions. Right. That's a that's a different framing. And the reason why I think that's interesting, sub point number two, is that I think she sees a similarity between her and Prince Andrew because she feels like she has been found guilty because of her association yeah. with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And there's like a little piece of that that feels like a message to the world, like this guy and I are the same and he's walking free and I'm in here.
1: I also think, I think you're absolutely right. I also think that like she what she's doing to me artfully is holding him very close and associating him with her. Because mm. she under because, you know, it sounds like she's saying, like, oh, I feel bad for my friend. Oh, that's nice of her. I mean, you know, they travel in similar similar circles. They're very, you know, they they just they're they've both been wronged by this society of cancel culture. We'll get to that in a moment, because she brings oh, that up. Great. I love when evildoers mention cancel culture. But uh, let's go back to the thing. Like literally the word, this just seems so Bond villain-esque. He's paying such a price for the association, meaning uh, her Mm -hmm. relationship with him. I consider him a dear friend. Remember, she is a convicted sex trafficker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Prince Andrew sitting in his, you know, ivory stone, palace tower Mm -hmm. wants to open the daily uh, the sun Mm -hmm. and see that gillain maxwell is essentially giving him a great big bear hug Mm -hmm. right like do you think that andrew wants to see that his friend Mm -hmm. do you you think he wants people to think that he's friends with gillain yeah like he's probably done a lot to be like well, I mean, I don't know what Prince Andrew would say different things, but I just think he picks up this paper and goes, oh, God. Yeah, it's like a here twist we of go the knife. Yeah. And literally, she says, um, he's paying such a price. I consider him a dear friend. Yeah, that's like that's like if somebody said that to me who is behind bars for what she's done, I'd be like, oh, God, yeah. again, you feel like your friends. Great. Mm-hmm. But just from the publicity perspective. I think she's being very artful in this interview to pull him very close. Mm-hmm. And then she she doesn't, uh, she does bring up other people. And again, we're talking about this new first tell-all that Ghislaine is doing from behind bars. It's going to air tonight on PBS, Paramount Plus, not PBS, CBS. Uh, I
0: was like, what? It's going to be on PBS Plus, too. <laughs> That'd
1: be awesome, the news hour with <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, but she brings up other people. Now, I want to give some context for this. What is the like conspiracy theory about what happened to Jeffrey Epstein?
0: Well, that he was disappeared, that this, you know, that this was framed to look like uh, suicide, but likely there were some other figures at play.
1: And I would think like, I don't know if that's real. Are there is there a chance that Ghislaine Maxwell might be a little afraid? Oh, that there are people out there that would wish her harm. Should she continue to open her mouth?
0: Right. There are very powerful people who are implicated in the crimes of uh, of Jeffrey Epstein and and now also Ghislaine Maxwell. And so if he went that way, yeah, Bradley, I think there might be a little piece of her that is marinating uh, in that fear.
1: So if you were behind bars and speaking to a camera, what would you say about those people? Oh,
0: how unfortunate it is that they are uh you know being punished for their association and that they're dear friends oh interesting Hmm.
1: well she goes on to talk about several people in that uh in that way very high profile people people with very high placed connections you can think about mm-hmm. exactly who she's talking Former about. I'll let you state, I'll let perhaps? you do the math on who she's talking mm-hmm. about, and she says, uh, "Let's see. She first she she does say that like, and I, I just love this. There's so much to talk about, but I said in my court statement that meeting Epstein was the greatest mistake of my life." Uh, And obviously, if I could go back today, I would avoid meeting him and I would make different choices. Yeah. Again, she's been convicted of trafficking minors, sex trafficking minors. It's not like she was just made bad friend choices. Right. We've all made bad friend choices. And you're like, woof.
0: Yeah. Dodge that bullet. bullet. Yeah. Because because when you've made a bad friend choice and you start going down the bad friend road and you realize that things are happening that maybe aren't things that pass your personal sniff test you back
1: out exactly because you get to make choices on the road of friendship of one high profile person because i just i don't want to go there that's fine we had lots in common i feel bad he is another victim only because of his association with jeffrey i understand that he like others cannot also consider me a friend And it's like she bends over backwards to not say anything negative about these people. And again, you know, she's she's doing PR. So for whatever the the motive is, I don't know. But like, like, it seems very calculated, right?
0: Can I also point something else out that I find fascinating? Again, just examining the language that she is using. I feel bad that that person is a victim. Nope. You know who the victims are of this story? The women who were sex trafficked yeah, as minors. yeah, Those are the victims. Yeah, she, well,
1: And she may talk about that. I don't know. But in this piece that I'm reading, I don't see that. Again, we'll have to watch and judge for ourselves. If she has any remorse, I kind of feel like that would have been a headline. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does go on. There's also one other piece. So she's not speaking, you know, like she's not implicating anyone else. She's not like speaking negatively of these other high profile people that were around Jeffrey Epstein, which the media has already like done a lot of work around. But then she goes, um, there's something very telling. And she goes, there are many people who have been impacted by this story. This story. Mm. Mm. Story. I mean, crime. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a story. Okay. Friends of mine who've never met, even met Epstein lost their jobs. People who literally had nothing to do with him whatsoever have been canceled. For all those people. I think it's been a very heavy price that has been paid by the cancel culture. It's been very difficult for a lot of people. Again. I mean, cancel culture. Wait a minute. No, we're talking about sex trafficking mm-hmm. of minors, mm-hmm. sexual assault, rape. Yeah. All That's- sorts of like documented, adjudicated. Yeah decided that's not
0: a story it's not that's that's not not a a story story.
1: that's not like allegations yeah it's allegations no that's just like a jury of your peers decided this is not a story this is a thing that actually happened and does does do people are there innocent um what's the word associates Uh, associates i don't even want to say that are there innocent parties in the story sure and they're the victims mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure a lot of people who've had associations with Jeffrey Epstein uh, have, you know, had the media's attention turned on them. Yep. I'm sure they'll be fine right? if there was nothing legally holding them accountable. If their
0: only guilt is the association. Right.
1: And it's not to say that the media doesn't, like, shine a spotlight in places. And I'm sure that's harsh, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not fun to have reporters outside your door, people digging into your you know uh past or trolling you on social media like i and there's conspiracy theories for days i get all of that mm-hmm. but her first like concern is all the other high profile people who've been affected by the negative news coverage around the crimes that she committed
0: i would like to say that i'm surprised by this and i can't
1: yeah i mean i guess i'm not right? surprised
0: but it is interesting to take a little uh a little journey through her narrative. Yeah. I mean it's pretty clear. Yeah. um how, where she still believes she stands in the midst of all of this. And that's highly unfortunate because part of what she, I mean to say the least because part of what she's trying to do she's supposed to be doing yeah is atoning in in this way for her criminal misdeeds. Yeah. Right? But it doesn't sound it sounds like she's going to continue to push along the same story that has allowed her to make the bad choices this whole time.
1: Yeah, she, I mean, it, it just seems like the same old stuff. She also said the photo of uh, with her and Prince Andrew wasn't real.
0: Obviously, yeah. right? Because that story,
1: she's really been this married to that real. story for a while. There was never an original one produced. Okay. Okay. This is a my talk dirt alert. Dirt alert. Dirt alert. Dirt alert. Dirt alert. Dirt
0: alert. Dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's up, Holly? Hey.
2: Uh Yeah. Uh, more legal news this afternoon. A judge dismissed today one of the legal claims Kevin Spacey faces mm. from a- actor Anthony Rapp who says Spacey made a sexual advance on him when he was 14 years old back in the 1980s. Now, the U.S. District Judge on this case threw out the claim of intentional infliction of emotional distress after Anthony Rapp's lawyers finished their presentation of evidence. Now, Kevin Spacey's lawyers argued for the dismissal of the case, the entire case on the grounds that Rapp's attorneys had failed to prove his claims the trial is still ongoing but this claim has now been thrown out. Fascinating.
1: Is, is that because it, do you have any sense of the the reason meaning? I wonder if it's because it runs afoul of whatever this law was that allowed him to file the charges in the first place. Uh
2: well the uh, the lawyer or not the lawyer the judge said that elements of the claim duplicate Anthony Rapps claims that he was a victim of assault and battery. Mm. Oh. So I think so it's, so it's just not like, like a, a duplicate. Matter of,
1: yeah, you don't yeah. have the right to do it it's just that it's not relevant to so it's not a, a finding of like the actual case it's just exactly. a technicality. it's just that
2: yeah it, it, is it overlaps te- another claim yeah. yeah now the judge said that the trial can proceed with assault and battery claims asserted by anthony rapp so this is moving forward all right. hmm. Little we'll update there uh jason sudeikis and olivia wilde's former nanny is doing a new interview in the Daily Mail.
1: Oh, what's she yeah. I'm sure the Daily Mail has, uh, has her talking uh, some really interesting mm-hmm. things.
2: Yeah, uh, some of the things that the, uh, the former nanny is alleging is that uh, she was kicked out by Jason Sudeikis when he was in a drunken fit oh. amid his feud with Olivia Wilde. And uh, she says... That Now, she has remained anonymous, so I don't have a name. It's just the nanny. Mm -hmm. uh, Claiming... am Drescher? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, The nanny alleged to the Daily Mail that Jason Sudeikis was drunken out of control, then fired her because she had been texting with Olivia Wilde. So Mm. that's what's being alleged also. Uh, That Jason Sudeikis was so distraught by his breakup with Olivia Wilde that he allegedly threw himself in front of her car to prevent her from leaving. Oh, wow.
1: It also says that how, quote, giddy she was, that is, Olivia Wilde, after becoming so besotted with Harry Styles in the set of Don't Worry, Darling. That's why, you know, she dumped his behind. Mm, I just mm -hmm. love the idea that she, oh, God, I need him so bad.
2: Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, he was distraught because allegedly she was going to go visit her new boyfriend, Harry Styles, uh, because she left with a salad and her special dressing. What? Yeah. (laughs) So the nanny tells the Daily Mail that night she left with her salad. Jason had chased after her videotaping her in the house. And she was saying, I'm scared of you, Jason. And he said, if you're scared of me, then why are you leaving your kids with me? Oof. Then... She left with her salad. And then Jason... Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay, go on. I know. And then he got upset when she left that Jason... This is all allegedly that Jason Sudeikis went outside and laid on her car so she wouldn't leave. She got into her car to back up. He laid underneath it so that she wouldn't leave. Now the wow. nanny claims that Olivia Wilde got out of the car and back inside where Jason Sudeikis met her. So... He said that he was doing it on purpose to make her late going to see Harry. Jason told me she made this salad and she made her special dressing and she's leaving with her salad to have dinner with Harry.
1: She made her Her special special dressing. dressing. This is gross and weird and I don't want to be a part of this narrative anymore, but... the luck that the the no luck the bad luck whatever you want to call it whatever this is that has like descended upon Olivia Wilde and by extension I guess Jason Sudeikis because he's wrapped up in this is just bizarre to me like all for what we know all of this for what because she dated Harry Styles it just it's so It's so crazy to me. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Now the Daily Mail says that it was this special salad dressing (laughs) that broke the camel's back for Jason Sudeikis because the special salad dressing apparently for him and the kids. And Olivia Wilde left the house with the special salad dressing that she I was mean, going to serve to Harry Styles. Let's be clear. I can't. In Petty Corner, I cannot.
1: <laughs> if your spouse made special dressing for the man she's cheating on you with, I you'd probably yeah. be a little frustrated too. I
0: guess. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Holly, thank you for sharing your special dressing with us. <sighs> Always. This
1: is so special.
0: When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly's going to give us some pop culture mysteries to solve. Like, what did we just hear? Uh, anyway, we're going to solve some blind items after this. Holly Roberts has brought us some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107.1 Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And, uh, She's going to hand us these blind items. We're going to try to solve them in a little segment
2: we call Blinded by the Item.
1: Blinded by the Item.
2: Ooh, yes. Celebrity gossip mysteries. Serving them up like this one. The one named singer slash actress is in much worse shape than it's being publicly released. Don't get drugs from your siblings. Ooh.
1: Madonna? Uh, no.
2: Did you
0: say... Musician slash actress, actress. Yes. one name, yes, and she's in worse shape than we think. Uh huh. Do we think oh, she's in uh, bad uh, shape? Oh, oh. Uh, yes.
2: Right now, or in the past, or both? Uh, within the past week.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's in bad shape? Uh.
2: Well, there. Uh, <laughs> this person made headlines because they were taken to the hospital last week. Oh 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 hold on hold
1: on hold on Brandy Oh, oh. I didn't know she went to the hospital last week mm-hmm. Yeah What for?
2: Uh Brandy was in oh, the hospital Oh she had
1: a uh, she had a seizure
2: Possibly yeah. suffering a seizure Now oh. uh no one has clarified why she went to the hospital Well they well actually I'll fill in the blank and then I'll tell you. Okay. All right. So Brandy is in much worse shape than is being publicly released. Now, NT Lawyer is saying don't get drugs from your siblings. Now, TMZ updated the story that Brandy was taken to a Los Angeles area hospital after possibly suffering from a seizure. Now, she told fans on social media, on all her platforms that I am following doctors' orders and getting the rest I need due to dehydration and low amounts Always. of nutrition.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's interesting.
2: She did not say that. She, it's like
1: unnecessarily vaguely oversharing. Exactly. Right. She, like, mm-hmm, go ahead. Okay, no, I'm just saying. It just seems like that. Uh, that's interesting.
2: Uh huh. Well, it's the line that celebrities used to use yeah. in the mid 2000s. Yeah. To maybe. Uh, cover for any number of medical situations that they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. We had a, the great dehydration of 2005 yeah, in and, Hollywood. and
0: then it, it was that was that before or after exhaustion was the line. Right? Uh, the like same they, time. They, yeah, mm-hmm. we sort of used them interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, brandy. Yeah. Just say no
2: kids. Mm-hmm. Blinded by the idol. Another Celebrity Gossip Mystery, this illiterate permanent A-list singer won't be able to sell enough tickets to support a world tour. Her advisors won't tell her, though. Anti Lawyer says she should come to to him, and he will tell her to do a residency in Vegas and be sold out every night.
1: Illiterate.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Is this
0: somebody, did you say permanent A-list? Yeah. A uh, literate, permanent A-list, female mm-hmm. singer. Because the first mm-hmm.
1: name that came to my mind is not an A-list, and that was Camila Cabello. No. And I don't think she would uh, sell out a residency no. either every night. Um,
2: this person probably would.
1: Do-do-do. And uh, did this, per- do we know, uh, does this person have a, currently a tour?
2: I don't think so.
1: Okay.
0: Mm-mm. And does this person have an album coming
2: out soon or recently released? Uh they had a re-release of one of their classic nineties albums Ah, recently. Ah. Okay. And the headline is Is this person is set to launch a world tour?
1: Shania Schwein.
2: No. Uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 This can't be that hard. This really should
1: not be so hard. Like were we fans of this person?
2: Yes. No, oh, I God. will say that the world tour is just speculation from tabloids. Okay. But this person has gone on successful world tours in the past.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think
2: both of you would be interested in seeing this person in a Las Vegas residency oh, show. Oh, this is so hard. Okay. Pop? Yes. Icon? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Re-released a 90s album. Uh-huh. Which this all sounds very familiar. Yeah,
2: Pitchfork gave it a nine point four.
0: The wow. release You don't say.
2: You don't say. And it was. It is a good album.
0: Is there any extra stuff on it with the re-release? Looks like it. Okay, fine.
1: Leanne Limes. No,
2: <laughs> uh, we would not be. You guys, interested in come on. That. I don't
1: want her limes. Um, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, um, I know you're saying come on, but like, mm-hmm. no. All it's of gonna, my like, '90s it's favorites drive us crazy when are we find like out. Celine Dion. Well. And- <laughs>
0: I know. This like Christina per- Cagulera. Yeah. yeah. This
2: this <laughs> person was also very popular in the nineteen eighties mm-hmm. and the nineties and the two thousands. It's why they're permanent A list. Yeah.
1: Did uh, did yeah. she make it big in the eighties? Break yes. out in the nineties? Okay.
2: Broke out in the 80s Mm-hmm. Continued success throughout Solo? the nineties. Yes. Oh, Never God. was in a band. Mm. I mean,
1: this has to be the mm-hmm. most obvious ever, and mm-hmm. like both of us are just Gloria failing.
0: Gestefan <laughs> Stop
1: it. It's Gestefan. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Gestefan.
1: <laughs> um,
2: Wrong.
0: <laughs> mm. This is the problem, is I'm stuck on the illiterate piece.
2: Uh huh. Because now we're I'm not gonna give you any more clues. Okay. No, I it's want fine. you, okay. Colleen and I Bradley, know. to figure this out on your own.
0: And we really love her. I think we, so. We like her a lot. Mm-hmm. We like her music. Yes. We listen to her music. Never part of a group, Bradley.
1: All of the names Mm -hmm. that I'm thinking of. Did she
2: ever act? Yes. Yeah, because remember it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. So, uh, Mm -hmm. and was she like a funny lady?
2: Uh, Yes, she has been a funny lady Mm -hmm. and a dramatic lady.
1: God, who is this super talented? I know
2: she's so
0: great. I love her, and I don't
1: even know her.
0: I don't either. Bette Midler.
1: Bette Midler. No, she broke out in the eighties. Yes. Okay. So Tina Turner. There you go. No, that she broke out in the sixties. True. Uh, True.
0: Can you give us like the starting letter? I'm not going to do it. uh, I want you. To suffer yes. through this, yes. It's so okay. Well, okay let's just let me just check the nobody, Twitter and see if they're helping. They're not yet. helping. Okay, mm-hmm. great.
2: Yeah, fine. It, it, she is multi-talented. Has sold millions of albums. Has gone on global world tours in a very successful fashion. She has acted fashion. in movies, TV shows. Oh She's my a gosh. good dancer.
1: Oh, what? <laughs> Paula Pabdul. <laughs> uh no um oh 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 I got it what you you're seriously gonna bang your head against a wall get ready Janet Jackson
0: oh my gosh <laughs>
1: <laughs> literally I said Paula Abdul Oh my gosh. and then of course because of her connection to
0: Janet Jackson she was her choreographer into my head. oh my gosh mm-hmm Oh, thank you, uh, by the way, to Tippy Toes, who, like, right at the moment you figured it out. And
1: Phil also just tweeted us. Janet.
0: It's fine. We're We're ashamed. It's
2: fine.
1: My God, so fill in the blank, because it's been 30 minutes since you posed that. Many people have joined us wondering what Mm -hmm. the heck we were having issues with.
2: Solving a celebrity gossip mystery. So Janet Jackson won't be able to sell enough tickets to support a world tour. Now, Janet Jackson's advisors won't tell her that. But what NT Lawyer is saying is, come over here. I will tell you that you should do a residency in Las Vegas. And that show will be sold out every single night. I mean...
1: I don't think he's wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing she wouldn't sell out a world tour, but I guess it would be smaller venues. Like I could see her not like selling out. I don't know, though. I mean, mm. I don't know. Where did we
0: see her last time? Was Excel. it? It was at XL. I couldn't yeah. remember if it was Target Center or XL, but it was crowded. It
1: was like. Yeah, I'm sure it was sold out. Yeah. But, but that's also, been a long time. And she, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. I just don't know. The numbers.
0: Yeah. I also don't... Yeah. I think a lot of people are having a hard time. People that would surprise you are having such a hard time selling out shows
1: right now. Well,
2: and allegedly, supposedly, some of the folks who have stepped back from their big tours, it's because they're not selling tickets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's been a repeat thread. And these are people that are much more contemporary.
2: I also have thoughts
0: about... Some reasons why that might be that has nothing to do with the artist and nothing to do with uh, the things that we've been facing in the recent years.
1: Okay. What does Uh, that mean? The
0: dynamic pricing.
1: Honestly, mm -hmm. I think that's a huge deterrent for people. I
0: do not understand why that is how that is effective.
1: Well, Uh it's obviously working for somebody. And I think that somebody uh, are ticket resellers. Yeah. And ticket. Companies. Sellers.
0: Yeah. Exactly. The sellers and the resellers. Yes. And and we're getting the short end of the stick yep. over here. Mm. Mm. Darn it. Do, do you, we don't have time for a shorty. Well,
2: yeah, we, I, well can because, we do one? Yeah, because you guys will get this right away. Well, I think I you mean, thought that about the
0: last
1: yeah. one. Uh-huh. <laughs> nah.
2: This one will make itself pretty obvious okay. to you. Let's just go and find the one that's obvious. By giving the answer she did, the Madame Pro- Procurer mm-hmm. all but admitted that she and the pedophile prince had been hooking up. Yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, she probably chose not to answer because the follow-up would have been, when did it start mm-hmm. and when did it stop? And both of those could be problematic time-wise. Oof. Oof. Mm-hmm. You solved that one again. You know,
1: you just can see Prince Andrew like, oh, good. Nobody's talking about me anymore. Mm-hmm. Darn it. <laughs> well, hello, Ghislaine.
0: Uh That uh, interview, again, will be on tonight on CBSN and uh, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. So if you want to see that, Why not? then you should watch it. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, a little update about a publationship that we thought uh, was going to move their relationship to the next level and be moving in together. We thought that because the tabloids were reporting it. Well, it turns out Bradley's got some more details about it, and it's not what it seemed. Uh, we'll talk about that after this on My Talk One. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi, hi. Uh, so on Friday, uh, it appeared as though uh, a publication that we have followed uh, that we call Zanstead. What's a Zanstead?
1: That's just uh, Aunt Ansted and Renee Selweger's publication ship nickname.
0: And it appeared as though they were moving in together. But Bradley Trainer, we have the benefit of more information today. Oh,
1: you guys, they're not moving in together.
0: They just told the tabloids that for attention.
1: Well, they showed up in public. You'll remember, you saw photos, and the story you brought to us involved some photographs of uh, them moving some of his stuff into her home. And remember, mm-hmm. they live next to each other if they have homes next to each other. And according to TMZ, so TMZ is here to, uh, with the actual exclusive. No, Ant's not moving in with Renee. He's just selling his house, and he needs a place to store his stuff. Uh. So uh, it says he might be picking up and moving, but it's not across the street in with Renee Zellweger. Apparently, even though it looks like it, he put his Laguna Beach cottage on the market. I just love the idea of a cottage yeah. going on the market for $3.3 million. Yeah. Um, Which is also interesting because he'd called it his dream home after he split with Christina Hack. Hmm. But... Um, He decided to, uh, he wants to move some stuff into her place while he's staging his cottage. And so that's why you saw him moving stuff. Okay. Now, the the other thing I wanted to point is like, I don't know what this is really about. something tells me that he called up TMZ and was like, hey, this is, uh, excuse me. This is not happening. So the tabloids got this wrong. I would like to clarify because you know TMZ basically, why would they give two right. leaps about these uh, this particular relationship? But the other thing I wanted to say is they don't call them Zanstead. Mm-hmm. Their nickname for the relationship is Renant. Renant? No. Renant? Like no. R e n a n t? Like Renee and Ant? I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't have chosen that. Well, we didn't no. choose that. Zanstead so sounds get, way more exciting.
0: Get with it, TMZ. Try better. Yeah. Uh, listen to the Colleen and Bradley show. I mean, we'll, they don't do we'll this guide like we you. do it. That's yeah. a fact. You're
1: the real pop culture expert.
0: That is a fact.
1: Anyway, so he's just storing some stuff at her house in her garage, specifically uh, for the time being, as he prepares to sell his uh, current. Laguna Beach, Cado. Okay,
0: so I want to go back uh, to the original story only to talk about how interesting I think it is okay. that the cameras showed up in the first place. Yes. And some of the optics of mm. the original story included his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to Renee Zellweger outside of her home while the movers were moving things in, and uh, Aunt Anstead was literally on foot running back and forth across the street
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they have homes across the street from each yeah. other. the The cameras weren't just driving around and saw this occurring.
1: Yeah. Somebody tipped them off, perhaps, is and what you're saying.
0: methinks it likely was one of the people involved. And I would imagine it's Aunt Anstead, because he seems to be the one that leans into this publishing ship for its intended purpose of creating publicity. I'm not saying that the intention of the relationship is to get publicity. I don't know what they do uh, in either of their bedrooms. <laughs> but what I do know is... That he's the one that has led the conversation about this. He's the only one, really, who has talked publicly about their relationship, and so it seems to me that likely he knew what this was going to look like, and he called up the paparazzi
1: and they did a, they did a show. Well, then you just wonder if, like, he just you know wasn't specific enough with the details, or he just was like, "Thanks for that. Everybody's talking, and now I can." dial in back to TMZ and get some more headlines because like, let's also be clear. I'm increasingly, and I wonder if this is a thing wherein you're a celebrity and you're selling a property, you need to get the word out that you're selling your house. What better way to do that than to get, you know, TMZ to talk about your house and then show a listing. You know, I don't know. I'm not I saying that-, that that's like a real estate tactic, but perhaps for a celebrity, it doesn't hurt that he's now getting like uh, another week's worth of chatter about his Laguna Beach cottage that retails for $3.3 million.
0: Oh my gosh. And you know, that is, I mean, he he's trafficked in that sort of space for a while meaning real estate yeah Yeah. and real estate is his thing and so maybe you're right like maybe this was kind of a a tactic to get that out there and and now it's got headlines also if you get this house you're also getting renee zellweger across the street yeah you know neighbor
1: although i'm sure she's like yeah could you
0: yeah thanks a lot because she's kind of notoriously private um, And now we've got her address. But also, as I'm scrolling through these pictures, I'm thinking to myself, why would he leave this place? Like, it's
1: beautiful. Well, because I'm sure, you know, maybe he is going to live with her right? in that space. But, they, you know, they both have a re- real We talked about this on whatever day that was, Friday? Mm-hmm. Real estate portfolio. They both have a real estate portfolio that involves multiple properties. So, mm-hmm. just because he's, you know, moving... Or uh, selling the one that's across the. I'm sure the you know price went up when she moved in. Sure, was like now's a perfect time to sell. Yeah, I mean, God only knows. Look, the truth is that we cannot relate to celebrities and their real estate holdings, right? And the business of real estate,
0: right? On that level, did they teach that in celebrity school? Like, is that a class? What. Like celebrity university, called- like here's how to make money on real estate. Yeah, here's how that- to make your already robust millions.
2: I think that was more. a class at the Barbizon
0: model. Okay. course. I okay. think
1: more likely it's called Rich People Gone Rich. And they're doing it. I mean, they're like, once you achieve that status, you have people in your ear who are like, okay, now that you've reached this level, mm-hmm. understand that you can actually, there is a business to real estate for you that, you know. The mere hoi polloi like us cannot afford. I mean, if you've got large capital, right, you can make real estate investments like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's just a constant like, but because we follow celebrities the way we do, we always want to apply motives and like or human everyday motives mm-hmm. to totally unrelatable next level lifestyles. Right. That we can't possibly begin to fathom. Yeah. yeah.
2: Stars are just like us until they're, they're not. not. And <laughs> yeah. The only
1: until reason, they sell
0: their Laguna Beach cottage. By the
1: way, the <laughs> only time we know about celebrities selling a home is when they tell us. Right. Why? Because most of the time, those homes are purchased by LLCs mm-hmm. that mask the true owner of the home. Right. Right?
0: Right. Exactly.
1: So... Like the only reason we know this is because they want us to know, and I bet half of it is to you know scrounge up some interest.
0: Well, I'll tell you, uh, done. Like I'm sure plenty of people are clicking through these pictures I mean, and if, if you know like, hey, they're
1: interested <laughs> moving to Laguna Beach for a nice little getaway. It does what is Laguna look Beach? Like a beautiful, uh, beautiful is this house. uh beachside? Yeah. Community. What?
2: Orange County mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. yeah I mean this
0: this cottage and I again I California. would like to argue I love that I, l- I would like to argue uh, with the uh, description of it being a cottage but yeah. the views the ocean views are stunning Okay, well, good for him. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys, Bill Murray is gross, and it's just getting grosser, and I've got a collection oh, of some of the stories we know and some of the ones we haven't quite talked about yet, thanks to the Daily Beast I'll share with you after this on My Talk one oh seven one.